This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. In Shamayim, the Malochim are getting ready. There's a flurry of activities going on. When they're looking at the schedule that the Philadelphia Community Kerala has put on, they say, wow, in the, over this Shabbos and Sunday, there are going to be more shiurim and learning than some communities have in an entire month. That's a great school for our community. They'll be able to have a packed learning only a week or so before Shuvis to indeed get ready to be mechazek ourselves to hit the retire. And that's a schus that we'll be able to be imbue ourselves and infuse ourselves with so much Torah over this Shabbos. And to top of this schus, we have an illustrious rov, a speaker, an orator, a Talmud Chacham, who has the great schus of being marbitz Torah, of teaching Torah, spreading Torah, Torah Shabbat through his svarim, through his lectures. And Mitzvah Hashem will hear a lot over Shabbos from Harav Daniel Gladstein. We welcome him and his family. Without further ado, we'll ask Rabbi Gladstein to have the opening remarks for Shabbos. Thank you so much, Rosh Koylo, for the very warm introduction. I'm very excited to be here. What an honor it is for me to be able to share some Torah with Chaverim uh, Hamakshivim, with good friends, with Taira Yadidim, with dear uh, neighbors and Chaverim. And, uh, you know, I always get nervous when I speak somewhere because I have, you know, my Marmakoimais, my pages. And sometimes the shtender is a little too low. But uh, I was very comforted when I met the Rosh Kailal and I saw that we're on the same wavelength in terms of the shtender height. So I knew we would be off to a, a good uh, start. But uh, I would like to consider myself a Talmud of the Rosh Kailal through the wonderful Sfarm of the Rosh Kailal. And uh, <clears throat> I want to thank the whole community, uh, Rabbi Zephyrin, and all the Chabri Akolo for hosting me. Thank you to all my good friends who came for Shabbos, Remartcha, who came all the way from, uh, from uh, Brooklyn, and uh, everyone who's joining us. So what I'd like to discuss uh, in as a Hakdama to Kabbalah Shabbos, actually I've, I've made the mistake in the past of speaking about this. Usually my slot is uh, before Marev which uh, actually has two uh, detractions. Number one, if you speak about Kabbalah Shabbos, then by the time the next Kabbalah Shabbos comes, people have forgotten about it. And this way, to speak in advance of Kabbalah Shabbos is really the best opportunity. And the other thing is, this could also be on TorahAnytime.com. I I didn't even realize, so... Okay. People ask me, are the Shurim on Shabbos going to be on TorahAnytime? The answer is, I guess, yes. About 450 years ago, a piyot, a poem of, of liturgy, was composed by one of the great Gedele Israel, who could be considered Rabban Shalkobnei Agoyla, 
He was one of the greatest rabbis of the generation. He lived in a time of great rabbanu. He lived in a time of the Arizal and the Beis Yosef and the Alshech and the Ramak. But there was a great rabbi by the name of Rav Shloyma Al-Kabetz who wrote a piyot. And this piyot became so widespread that basically today in all Tefutzah Yisrael, running the gamut of Kal Yisrael, everyone is Makabel the Shabbos with L'chadayim. And I would like to use this brief shear really as a model of how we should approach many areas of Torah, where because we're so familiar with certain things, we take it for granted, and then when we start to probe and we start to ask, and we realize, you know, we haven't even scratched the surface of the depth that exists in this part of Torah, and then we see, you know what, we barely know anything, and and that could be for many of us who who are very well educated in Torah and have learned for many years. Think about Kabbalah Shabbos for a moment. L'chadoidi has ten stanzas. One would think, what would L'chadoidi be about? It would be about, guess what, Shabbos, you know? No? What did you think? L'chadoidi would be about Shabbos? I mean, Rishon HaKabbos, he wrote it in Svas, and everybody would go out to the field to be Makabel the Shabbos, so you would expect it should be about Shabbos. And lo and behold, if you actually pay attention to the meaning of the words, a very small part of, of L'chadoidi actually speaks about Shabbos. The majority of L'chadoidi speaks about subjects that are have no relation at all to Shabbos. Okay, it starts off on a good foot. L'chadoidi l'kras kala. We're greeting the, the kala. We're greeting the Shabbos. Shomar v'zachar v'dibor echad. By the way, there's a question. Why Shomar v'zachar? Why not zachar v'shomar? Okay, because, you know, it spells out an acrostic, L'shloima, Chazak, and if they would write Zohar V'shamar, that would spoil the whole thing. That's the Rav Avadya writes in the Tshuva. But there might be deeper Pshatim, maybe uh, on a different occasion. So Shomar V'zohar, we're still holding with the program. Likra Shabbos L'chuvan we're still good to go. By this time already, we're starting to get a little drowsy. And uh, we basically may fall into a deep slumber until the very end of L'chadoidi where Bo'i V'shalem Ataras Bala where again we're speaking about the Shabbos but the six stanzas in the middle of L'chadoidi have absolutely nothing to do with Shabbos at all. Mikdash Melachir Melucha Kumi Tzim Mitaycha Afecha We're asking the Ramasham to raise up the Beis HaMikdash rebuild the Temple and take us back to Yushalayim. Okay, that's a very nice tefillah it's a beautiful tefillah it's got nothing to do with Shabbos. Hisnari may offer kumi libshi big day We're asking the Rebbeinu Shalom raise up malchus based David. Okay, I mean uh, between me and you, I think that's a good thing. I would vote yes, yes. I'm I'm in favor of bringing back the Davidic dynasty. But could somebody tell me when the world this has to do with Friday night? I mean, I could think of. I mean, maybe we should add a, a tefillah that the kogel should be good. But to daven for the restoration of Malchus Beis David, what's the, what's the place of that in Kabbalah Shabbos? Then we say, Hisoyri, Hisoyri, Uri, Uri, Shir Daveri. What does it mean, Uri, Uri, Shir Daveri? Uri, Uri means wake up. Wake up! Now that's an expression used by Devoira Hanaviyah. And she's talking to herself. And she's saying, Uri, Uri, wake up. She's talking to her soul. The soul is, so to, sp- so to speak, asleep. 
And Devar is addressing the Neshama, and she's telling the Neshama, wake up, wake up. Elevate yourself. Elevate! To come closer to the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. In order to receive prophecy. So basically, Uri Uri is a prayer for prophecy. I would also vote in favor of the restoration of prophecy. But what's that got to do with Friday night services? What does this have to do with Kabbalah Shabbos? And then we say, Yom Inusmol Tefroitzi, we're asking the Rebbeinu Shalom to expand Jerusalem. Also, I'm in, I'm in favor of expansion of Jerusalem. I mean, first of all, we should expand the Koylel, as a Hashem, so many people will come. But expand Jerusalem as well. What's this got to do with Friday night davening Kabbalah Shabbos? So the majority of L'Chadaydi has nothing to do with Shabbos. It's all about Yerushalayim, Beis HaMikdash, Malchus Beis David, and Nebuah. What's going on over here? Why is, this part, why is this the way that we greet the Shabbos? To unlock the secret of Kabbalah Shabbos, we need to study one line of Gemara. This line of Gemara will open up for us a new vista of understanding of Kabbalah Shabbos. The Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, the time that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, what day was it? Tisha Says the Gemara... Matsoi Shabbos Haya. It was Saturday night. The Beis Hamikdash was destroyed Saturday night. That's all you need to know. Comes the Maral, and the Maral says, Why is the Gemara telling me that the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed Matsoi Shabbos? Of what relevance is it that it was destroyed Matsoi Shabbos? Why couldn't it have been destroyed Tuesday, Thursday afternoon, Friday morning? No. If the Gemara says the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed Matzai Shabbos, that means the only possible time during the week that there could be destruction of the Beis HaMikdash is Matzai Shabbos. Why is that? Says the Maral, because Shabbos is the source of all blessing. Shabbos is the source of all bracha. And Churban destruction is only possible when you're moving away from Shabbos. So what part of the week are you moving away from Shabbos? Says Maral, you're never moving away from Shabbos. Sunday is Hayyam Yom Yishayim B'Shabbos. Monday is Hayyam Yom Sheni B'Shabbos. The entire week we're counting toward Shabbos. But it's not possible for there to be Chorben heading toward Shabbos. The only time that it's possible for there to be Chorben is when you're moving away from Shabbos. So what zman is there during the week that we're moving away from Shabbos? There's only one slot available. Matzoi Shabbos is the only time we're moving away from Shabbos. Saturday night is the only time we're moving away from Shabbos. That is the small window of opportunity that allows for Chorben. Saturday night, that's why it's a dangerous time. Because you're moving away from Shabbos. Says Hagan Rav Moshe Shapiro. What this demonstrates to us is that if there is a zman, if there is a time that's moving away for Shabbos, it is misugal. It is possible for there to be chorben during that time. But on the flip side, any time you're moving toward Shabbos, that would be the time that is designated for the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash. So let's think about that for a moment. That means, as we're heading toward Shabbos, 
That's the time that is appropriate for the building of the Beis HaMikdash. As we're moving away from Shabbos, that's the time that is a misugal, that is the time that is likely for there to be korban and destruction. It seems, friends, that there's a, co- a connection between Shabbos and the Beis HaMikdash. Shabbos and Yerushalayim. What is that connection? We know that there's a concept that time and place can parallel each other. The works of Hasidus are uh, very busy with this concept. Oilam Shana Nefesh. Place, time. Place and time can parallel each other. Actually, this is rooted in the comments of the Ravid and the Sefer Hayatzira. Time and place parallel each other. That means every time that exists, there's a parallel Makkah, and there's a parallel place. What is the parallel place to Shabbos? Shabbos, the holiest day of the week, the day of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What place in the world parallels Shabbos? That's the Nusuf tonight. Vial Amo Yisrael, Vial, Vial Yerushalayim. Tonight we're going to say to Rebbe Hashem, spread peace over us and over Yerushalayim. Why are we asking Rebbe Hashem to spread peace over Yerushalayim tonight? What does uh, Yerushalayim got to do with the Friday night marriage? And the answer is, what Shabbos is in time, Yerushalayim is in place. Yerushalayim and the Beis Hamikdash are the Shabbos of the world. And if the Beis HaMikdash can only be destroyed Saturday night, Matzai Shabbos, that means the correct time for the building of the Beis HaMikdash is heading toward Shabbos. Ask you one simple question. The Gemara Masechta Shabbos says that even though we have 613 mitzvahs, nevertheless, there's some very fundamental and serious questions that we're going to have to answer one day. One of the six biggies, one of the six big questions that the Almighty will ask us is, did you await the coming of Mashiach? See, peace of Yeshua. My grandfather, a blessed memory, who passed away recently, almost at 106 years old. He was a rabbi in Pennsylvania. By the way, he was a rabbi in Pittsburgh. Okay, don't get nervous. It's uh, in, uh, maybe in sports, it's competition. But uh, in rabbinics or in Judaism, we're all on the same team. But my grandfather is actually the chief chaplain of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania since 1951. Okay, he was in all the bad places. He was in all the death camps. He said that when he was in Auschwitz, he felt every single day he believed the Emuna Shalema that Mashiach was coming. But he awaited the Mashiach like you order something on Amazon and they tell you it's coming Monday or Tuesday and, you know, you know, are, is, is, it, is it there? Is it there? That's how he awaited for Mashiach. So we have this obligation to read the words of the Nabiyyim, to read the words of the prophets, and to anticipate and to await and to yearn for the coming of Mashiach. So here's a simple question. When do we actually do it? When are we supposed to fulfill waiting for Mashiach? Is there a time, 3.30 in the afternoon, Monday after 5, when does a Jew yearn and await the coming of Mashiach? Says Moshe Shapiro, that is the objective and the function of L'chadoidi L'chazkel. 
as you're awaiting Shabbos, what is Shabbos? Shabbos is the Zman of Yerushalayim, the Zman of the Mikdash. What Shabbos is in time, the Mikdash is in place. So if the Chorban is only possible moving away from Shabbos, then Binyan Yerushalayim and Binyan HaMikdash is possible and likely and anticipated in preparation for Shabbos. So awaiting Shabbos means awaiting the coming of Mashiach and the Geula and the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash. And now we have unlocked the secret of the Chadaydi. And perhaps now we can actually remain awake, uri uri, for all ten stanzas of the Chadaydi Lekraska. Because of course it begins with Shabbos proper. We say the Chadaydi we say Shabbos is our Kala. Well, actually, the Avudraham writes that our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Shabbos is a progressive relationship. Friday night is what we call Kedushin, Erosin. It's the first stage of marriage. So that's why in the Friday night davening, we say, Ata Kidashta, as if we're marrying God, we're marrying Shabbos. The first step of the marriage, Kedushin, Ata Kidashta. And then Shabbos morning, the relationship is formalizing, Yismach Moshe, so we have... Yismach Moshe refers to Simchas Chosam Vakala. And then if you marry a woman and you really love her, you're going to add on to her ksuba. You're going to give her extra, extra money in the marriage. That's Musaf, Toysefes Ksuba, says Abedraham. That's the Nesuin. And then says Abedraham, Shabbos by Mincha is uh, the most intimate part of the Shabbos, is the Yichud, is when the chasen and kala are alone, it's when it's just us and the Rebani Shalom, we say, echad echad. By the way, Rutzalik HaKoyin says, that's why by Shalashud, there's no Kiddush. Friday night is for Kedushin, there's a Kais of Erosin. Shabbos morning is the Nesuin, that represents, there's a Kais of Nesuin, the Kiddush Shabbos morning is, a, is the Kais of Nesuin, the second stage of the marriage. But in the Yichud room, there's no Kais. So Shabbos by Mincha, by Shalashudis, there's no kais. So we refer to Yerban Shalom as our kala. We talk about Shamar Vazacha, we talk about things we're now to do, things we're commanded to do. And then Rav Shalom Al-Kabbat says, let's get down to business. What does Shabbos reflect? Shabbos reflects the Beis HaMikdash. So now is the opportunity for us to exercise the yearnings of the neshama and to formalize, yes, this is the time during the week that I'm fulfilling the great ideal of yearning for the Beis HaMikdash. Mikdash Melech Yer Melucha Afecha. We say, Mikdash Melech, Sanctuary of the King. Yer Melucha, Royal City. Rise up. Rise up from your ruins. So you say, okay, that's good, call it a day. What else do we need? There's more to it. When the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, we didn't just lose the Mikdash, we didn't just lose the Temple. A lot of goodies were lost when the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. For example, uh, what's Yerushalayim? Yerushalayim is the capital city of Eretz Yisrael. What's a capital city? That's where the monarch is, that's where David HaMelech was. That's the seed of the Malchus based David. David HaMelech reflects the grandeur of the Malchus Shamayim. 
By the way, you know that the Kisei HaKavad, God's throne, stands on four legs. Leg number one, Avraham Avinu. Leg number two, Yitzchak Avinu. Leg number three, Yaakov Avinu. But a chair that has three legs is not a stable chair. What's the fourth leg of the Kisei HaKavad? David HaMelech. That's why when Yehuda was born, says the Shalach HaKadosh, says, A lashon of Amida, stability. Yehuda gives stability to the throne of God. Through Malchus Beistaga, through the Davidic dynasty, it gives, it reflects the grandeur of the Malchus Shemayim. But we lost that. When the temple was destroyed, we lost Malchus Beistaga. So when do we pray to the Yibanishan, please restore Malchus Beistaga? This is all part of Kabbalah Shabbos. We say, Al Yad Ben Yishai, Yibanishan, please restore this great institution, the institution of Malchus Yisrael. But there's another goodie that we lost. Nowadays, let's say you have a problem. Let's say you have a trouble. Okay, so you you go to your Rebbe, you go to your Rav, you go to your Rosh Koilel, and they try to help you out, and they try to tell you what you need to do. But, you know, they're only flesh and blood. They, how could anybody know for certain? We don't have Nevi'im, we don't have prophets, we don't have the prophecy. I mean, back in the day, you could go to a prophet, and the prophet would tell you, Rabid, mister, you need to do X. You need to rectify yourself in this way. You need to fix up this. They can look at you, look right into your soul. We don't have prophecy anymore. When do we pray for the restoration of prophecy? That's what we do tonight. Uri, Uri, Shir Daberi. We ask the we want the Beis HaMikdash back. We want Malchus Beis David back. We would like you to restore the institution of prophecy. The Chazal tell us that when Mashiach comes, Yushalayim will be expanded and extended, and it will go until we're Adam till Damascus. That's that's a big city. So when do we daven for that? That's Yomin Usmal Tifroitzi V'Yes Hashem Tarifi. We ask Yivan Shem. We're not going to be satisfied with just the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash. We're not going to just be satisfied with the restoration of Malchus David, with the restoration of prophecy. We want Jerusalem elevated, elevated to its highest level. Expanded. That's the function of Kabbalah Shabbos. By the way, wherever you see Shabbos in the Torah, not far behind is the command to build the Beis Hamikdash. Whether it's Parshas Kisisa, whether it's Parshas Vayakel, Lama Nismacha Shabbos Lemaleches Hamishkan. Shabbos is always juxtaposed to the topic of the Beis Hamikdash because it's one and the same. What Shabbos is in time, the Beis Hamikdash is in place. And as we're gathering and we're awaiting the coming of the Shabbos, we take advantage of the opportunity to fulfill the great ideal of being miyachel and mitzapeh, of yearning and awaiting the coming of the Gula Shlema. So, in the merit of us gathering together the Shabbos to embrace the Torah, to elevate ourselves, may HaKadosh Baruch Hu grant us the opportunity to do so together, B'Yushalayim, Jemher V'Yaminu before we begin Kabbalah Shabbos, I just wanted to take a moment to thank all our sponsors uh, for dedicating pro- all our sponsors this weekend, but also especially those that dedicated programs. 
special thank you to the anonymous sponsor of the Tamea and the Seder before davening, and uh, the program tonight was sponsored by the Kail in memory of Mr. David Shaka, a dear friend of ours. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.